You all saw what happened tonight. After 29 years in the wrestling business, I've seen and done it all. But what I've never seen is a self-righteous son of a bitch skateboard down a rampway and attack me from behind. Attack Le Champion from behind after a hard match. After fighting Dustin Rhodes and Cody Rhodes and, and Hangman Page and Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson and MJF and, and Dr. J and Benedict Arnold and, and Abraham Lincoln and David Lee Roth and whoever the hell else was out there. Darby Allen. He couldn't just leave well enough alone. He beat Jimmy Havoc. He gets a chance to face Le Champion in Philadelphia for the AEW Heavyweight Championship. It's the biggest match of his career. But he had to take it too far. He had to come and attack me from behind like some kind of a dog, like some kind of a street thug. I'm an educated man, Darby. I've got morals. I've got je ne sais quoi. But I grew up on the streets. I grew up on the mean streets of Winnipeg. You want to fight? You want to attack? You want to treat me like some kind of a street thug? Sounds good to me. Because next week, we're in Philadelphia. That's the place where my father, Ted Irvin, used to beat the crap out of the Philadelphia Flyers each and every night when he played with the New York Rangers. So you want to come to Philly? You want to treat me like a street thug? Well, I'm going to treat you. Like the little bitch that you are, Darby Allen. Because next week, for the AEW Championship, Darby Allen versus Chris Jericho in a Philadelphia street fight. One last thing. Want to try and cause some pain? I don't cause pain. I make the pain. Next week, Chris Jericho's not going to be in Philadelphia. But the pain maker will be. I'll see you then, Darby. It's going to be the match of your career. It's also going to be the last one. Kanye is is Fox man. I, I'm I'm just saying. You know, I, I was talking to the girls, you know, and, and we we don't put enough emphasis on the ladies sometimes. You know, I was talking to this girl. She was talking about the music all fast in the club. You know, she got to drink water because she's thirsty. She done dance like ninety two hundred songs back to back, but ain't nobody you know really try to find out what she feeling, like how she feel. You know, you know, you know what she told me. Are you gonna she, she told me, check it out. This is what she said. She said, oh 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 oh. She said she wants some more than My dog said you ain't no freak, so you got to prove my man wrong. I'ma play this band wrong, so you gon' take your pants off. I'ma play this Gladys night, me and you gon' get right. I'll be sipping in the seat, and I'm a ravine, but I smoke a bean, you can't fit to me, put it on the G, 
on the champagne. You and no two stick and rockin' like the whispers. Hit the stoplight, give it to some eyes. These rims still movin', so I pop a little spinners while I'm swimmin' on the beat. Dippin' through the streets, poppin' up a beat, and I got the heat on the 23. And I do it. With my earth and the wind, smoke a fire. Let me get your sheet sweat, listening to keep sweat. Put you in a day's remains, fulfilling that with every temptation. Slow down and have a deep step. You ready for the world, girl? Come and go with me. I touch you all over your body, baby. Don't say no to me. And every note of me controlling me. I'm loving the way you be holding me when I'm sitting in the jungle seat. And when I come over and binge, we bump into the pentagram. I done hit it from the back to the melody and roll it slow. Now I gotta go up in it fast, but I'ma finish last. No matter how much of a thug you see, I still spit it like a sovereign beat. Come to the club with me. And when some music come on, I hope you feel the music still be in love with me. Shine Wrestling fans, welcome back to episode 177 of the Hoots Podcast. It's Thursday, October 17, 2019. Hope you have a wonderful week so far. Uh, we're just about two weeks away from WWE Crown Royal in Sheboygan, uh, Paducah, Kentucky. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Tupelo, Mississippi. No, okay, we all know where Crown Jewel is. Anyways, welcome to the program, everybody. My name is Joshi. You can follow me on Twitter at the Hoots Podcast. I am on Instagram at Joshi Lopez94. That's J-O-S-H-I-E Lopez94. Also, I have a music page at Josh Lopez Music if you want to see me do some guitar covers. We do this podcast every single Thursday. We drop it and it's available for you for free on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you get your podcast from. Um, I kind of like waking up a little earlier now and start doing the podcast. It gets my groove going for the day now. Like usually we would drop the show during the day or later in the afternoon, but uh, I kind of like it this way. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I am recording this on Thursday morning. Uh, we got football coming out. Obviously, we're in the midst of football season. Uh, before you know, it'll be Survivor Series weekend, and I'm going to all four shows that weekend in November. Uh, just a lot of stuff going on right now in professional wrestling, and a lot going on in my life <laughs> from a uh, media point of view. Uh, first, and certainly not least, uh, I wanted to mention really quick, um, I have a website called ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. I'm trying my best to transcribe every major wrestling show that's going on right now, whether it's WWE shows, AEW, or NWA, or New Japan Pro Wrestling, or even Impact. Um, Speaking of Impact, Impact Wrestling will be here in Chicago this weekend for Bound for Glory. I'm excited for that pay-per-view, which I'll transcribe this Sunday. Also, on the docket... um, kind of recap what happened this past weekend, uh, no, this past Monday at uh, New Japan King of Pro Wrestling, and uh, we're starting to get on the road to Wrestle Kingdom 14. Uh, we're going to start off the show here talking about my thoughts on the WWE Draft uh, and where things are going right now for WWE Crown Jewel, and then uh, we're going to go from there. I'm also going to mix in uh, my thoughts on NWA Power, since that's the new show that everybody's talking about, and for good reason. And uh, we'll wrap up the show this week talking about uh, week three of the Wednesday Night Wars between NXT and AEW. So, before we get started, as always, I'm open to suggestions. Positive, negative, I want some constructive feedback when it comes to this particular podcast or anything you'd like to see me do differently. 
I would like to know how you genuinely feel about this podcast. Um, if you could, no, please nominate us for the 2019 Wrestle, Wrestling Podcast Awards, which is going to be on the Wrestle Hub crew this year. And guess what? Our good brother Anthony DeStuffo is actually hosting the Podcasting Awards show this year, which is fucking awesome. Um, and then lastly, sort of not least, uh, this is your first time listening to the show. Understand this is a pro wrestling talk show that likes to have fun and embrace the positivity of professional wrestling. Uh, I'm not going to stray away from things I don't like, but the, at, at the same time, I'm not going to make you feel bad for being a wrestling fan. Um, I take these wrestling shows for what they are. It's a positive escape for me and it should be a positive escape for you. So, um, while a lot of these shows can be 99% negative, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to tell you how I feel from my point of view and you can take it for what it is. Um, all right, let's, let's get this bad boy going. And I want to give a shout out really quick to my mentor, Jonathan Hood. He had me on his podcast this week, the Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday podcast, which you should check it out right now, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or on ESPN 1000. Um, Hoodie's podcast has been really good, and I actually, when I first started listening to Hoodie, I was a young, young lad, because Jonathan Hood used to do a wrestling talk radio show uh, during the Monday Night Wars on 670 The Score called WrestleManiacs, and uh, the fact that I got to meet him, he was my teacher at my broadcast school I went to, uh, became a friend and a mentor along the way. Um, I've known Hoodie now for about seven years, and uh, you're not listening to me right now if it wasn't for him. Uh, he really helped me uh, get out of my uh, shell and bring out the inner Joshua when it comes to being a broadcaster, and I couldn't thank him enough for what he's done for me in my career and just the advice he's given me in my life so far. So uh, the fact that I got to share the mic a couple times already with him on ESPN 1000, um, it's an honor and a privilege. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't really don't take myself too seriously. You know, I don't really think that... I'm above people or like a Dave Meltzer or Wade Keller or anything like that. That's not, that's not why I do this stuff. Uh, I pride myself on what I do, not what my perception is of what I do, you know? <laughs> I don't need people to stroke my ego, kiss my ass or anything like that. I go through my life and trying to dish out good content for you guys, like this show. I want this show to remind you why it's okay and have fun with professional wrestling, instead of sitting back and dissecting every little thing of the show, and at the end of the show, you're questioning yourself why you're a fan. When I'm doing the articles on ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com, I want you to know that, hey, <laughs> I know a lot of people don't have the time, or sometimes don't have the money to watch all these shows, Go check out the website. Use it as a point of reference. Even if you haven't been watching WWE religiously over the last three to five years, catch up with the product. Use the website for that. That's the ultimate goal for the website is to be a point of reference for all professional wrestling fans. So I'm grateful to have the opportunity to be on Hoodie's podcast this week. And we talked about a lot of stuff. Um, you know, there's a lot of conversations going on right now on social media about the fan backlash towards the main roster WWE shows and the WWE draft. We kind of had some fun uh, talking about uh, where uh, WWE Crown Royal or Crown Jewel is going to be. Uh, and, you know, just thinking about where... Where things are going for the WWE as we head towards 2020, and um, he, he asked me also my thoughts on what I've seen from AEW and NXT, but I guess we should start here with the WWE, um, and I'll say this right now, as I said it on Hoodie Show, I see the complaints, and I think some things are valid, and I think some things are overblown, just like anything you see on Twitter. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to be a shill or anything like that. I just think, and I've been, I, I think those who've listened to the show for the last four years could tell, could tell that I, I'm not afraid to point out dumb narratives on social media that gets overblown and gets too much uh, traction because. You know, it's, every time you go on social media, you're just seeing opinions, right? Is there any of the threads on the complaints you see about WWE valid 100% of the time? No. 
And again, we're on we're on a social media platform where you're giving out your opinion. And yes, we live in a country where your opinion is valid. You know, your opinion could be wherever you want. You can have your own opinions. That's not my point. Where I'm going with this. Um, I just think there's a general lack of nuance when it comes to debating what's right and what's wrong with the main roster of WWE shows. Whether you like the shows or not, you're still watching it. (laughs) So that's where I start laughing, and um, that's when I start kind of taking a step back and not really taking the complaints I see on social media seriously, because if it's that bad, why are you still watching it? There's something, I really do think there's a part of the wrestling fan base that wants to selectively bitch about certain aspects of the show as as opposed to watching the show for what it is. Because now a lot of the fans in wrestling think they have to pump up their chest like they're a Dave Meltzer or a Mike Johnson and you're not. <laughs> and I'm not them either, because guess what? I'm not a wrestling analyst. I transcribe wrestling shows for a living. That's it. I'm not an analyst. I'm not an expert. Uh, I have a license to be a professional broadcaster, but I'm not going to throw that in your face, Sam Roberts. Um, <laughs> so... I enjoy the stuff that I enjoy. And I, I said this on Hoodie Show. You know, I enjoy... A lot of the in-ring stuff that I've been seeing from WWE. I've enjoyed a lot of the pay-per-views I've seen so far from the main roster. Yeah, of course. Storylines are going to be hit and miss throughout 52 weeks of the year. And of course, you would like to have a consistent direction where things are going from week to week throughout the year. Through SummerSlams, through WrestleManias, through Royal Rumbles. Yes, you would like a general uh, direction for all these characters. And that's just part of the business where some of these characters are not going to click at certain times. And again, we're in this era where I really don't know what professional wrestling fans want in 2019. You know, I really don't. (laughs) Because a lot of the wrestling fans are fickle these days. And it's a shame. Because when you have so much good action from all these different companies, and it's not even just WWE exclusive... We're in the greatest time of being a wrestling fan, yet we're so boggled down about what we want the WWE to be. You know? It's odd. It's very, very odd. And I was telling Hoodie this. If there's a week that I don't think Raw is the greatest episode ever, guess what? I had the NXT UK to get my WWE fill. Uh, and I, I, my WWE fix, I mean. And I, I've, I've had this conversation before on here with Adam, you know? <laughs> There's so much shows right now where if something on a certain wrestling show is not to your liking, you have another brand out there for you to get your wrestling fix. And I know why that's a hard concept to grasp for wrestling fans, because if Raw and SmackDown are not... WrestleMania level every single week, oh, that means the wrestling business is dying and WWE is going to (laughs) die. How many times do you see, oh, cancel the network, oh, Vince has ruined the WWE. (laughs) It's still around for a reason. And again, I'm not coming on here and saying that everything they do is right because it's not... But at the same time, I don't think it's as bad as, as a lot of you make it out to be on social media. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. And I watch all these companies. And I want all of them to succeed. I, yes, I was born a WWE fan, and I always will be a WWE fan. But I'm not going to put one wrestling company above another for my own personal interests. <laughs> you know? Well, I am... A fan, a lot of my fan elements of the way I view things has gone away with the fact that I am transcribing shows now. Because my ultimate goal is to make sure you guys know what the hell is going on with these shows and companies. As opposed to, what what does Joshi like? What does Joshi think can be better with a storyline? You know, that's something I really haven't really had the time or place to think about. You know, or put into consideration. I think a lot of the fan in Joshi has gone away uh, week to week because I'm so busy transcribing all these shows. But also, when I go into a wrestling event, I'm always just a fan. And I'm not the uh, transcriber trying to break down and make sure I understand what's going on with these shows. So, 
again, I just wanted to come on here and kind of clarify the things I was saying on Hoodie's podcast this week because, yes, I understand the complaints about the WWE made roster shows, and it can be valid, but at the same time, I just think a lot of the debates I see on social media is just all over the place because there's no nuance to it. If everything sucks, tell me why, besides booking... Not everything in the WWE main roster sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, if that bothers you, if you think I'm trying to shill for the company, I really don't care at this point. I don't, I don't need to shill for anybody. But, again, I've seen a lot of bad wrestling, and I've seen a lot of good wrestling in the last 20 years of being a wrestling fan. And WWE main roster is not as bad as y'all make it out to be. Now, here's the balance here with me. Where... Yeah, I am more positive with WWE than most people that you listen to on podcasts. But also, there's things that I didn't like. But guess what? I'm not going to make you feel bad for it. For example, I thought the presentation of the WWE draft this year was a little off. Because for me personally, when it comes to WWE drafts or any drafts in general, it should be its own special. That's why people get so excited for the NFL draft every year because it's its own thing and you're not being distracted by other aspects of what the NFL is. You know, we're here we're here to analyze the people that get drafted to certain teams and what's going on with the future of the NFL. That's the cool thing about drafts or the NBA draft. Now, with the WWE draft, I would like it to be its own network special as opposed to having the draft uh, being in the middle of a Raw or SmackDown where you're having storylines and wrestling matches during it. I just, it, it looks bad from my point of view, from a presentation point of view. Like, not only does the draft look bad and look in, inconsequential, but it also makes your show look like a telethon in certain ways. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of good wrestling this week on uh, Raw and SmackDown, and I'll, um, I'll mention that really quick. A shout out to the Viking Raiders to becoming the Raw Tag Team Champions. Awesome match with Rude and Ziggler. Um, Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander. Ricochet, Shelton Benjamin. Andrade, Mustafa Ali. Charlotte and Becky that started the show. Uh, good matches. Really good stuff off the gate. I, uh, I really like the commentary pointing out the fact that WWE Raw is going to be uh, focusing on the younger, skilled, technical wrestlers. And you saw that a lot with the draft and how that planned out, how that pay, uh, played out. Uh, I thought where the roster change was fine as far as draft concerned. I just thought the presentation was a little off because I think it would have been a little bit better if you had the draft only on the network with no wrestling matches in between. And um, you know, I like the thing they had with Renee Young, Booker T, Samoa Joe, and Beth Phoenix during the draft. But again, you could have done that as a as as part of the special on the network and not have your storylines and other stuff get in the way of the draft. But uh, that was just my point of view. Uh, again, let's go back to SmackDown last week as far as things that stood out to me. You know, um, Bailey's heel turn. How about that? <laughs> it was something that a lot of people have been clamoring for for a while. And I think Bailey, her character probably needed it too. Because um, even then, before she uh, got up to the main roster, I thought her run as a babyface was only going to last a certain amount of time. Because she's a victim of today's wrestling fans where um, everybody wants to turn everybody heel every single week, you know? <laughs> the moment any babyface gets stale or, or they're not in the most important feuds, that means, all oh, the characters got to change. Oh, it's got to turn heel. Every week, you'll always go on Twitter and say, oh, this wrestler needs to turn heel. That wrestler needs to turn heel. But I think it was justified this time where Bailey did have to turn heel, and she did, and it, and it ended up working well for her. I like the new look. The theme song is pretty cool. Bailey's your new uh, SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, you know, looking at the draft results, uh, SmackDown gets Braun Strowman. Uh, Bray Wyatt was pretty cool. Roman Reigns and uh, Daniel Bryan are still going to be on the show, which is good. Um, I was kind of surprised that Eric Rowan is going to Raw, too. I thought Rowan would still be on SmackDown, but that's okay. 
King Corbin is going to SmackDown, which is pretty cool. And um, uh, they had announcement on the trade on WWE backstage that um, um, <laughs> Nikki Cross and the sexiest woman on God's Green Earth, Alexa Bliss, is going to be heading to SmackDown on Fox, which is cool. Uh, so... Yeah, that's pretty much it from my point of view when it comes to the WWE draft and stuff. I know we got Crown Jewel coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people are going after Seth Rollins on social media now. I guess Seth Rollins is the band of wrestling fans in 2019, uh, which is unfortunate because Seth is the man and I enjoy watching him wrestle. Um, I think a little bit of his character is kind of a hit and miss for me, too, at certain points. Um, <laughs> we're having a joke about this on Hoodie Show the other day. Like, did Sephiroth have a Zen moment after Bray Wyatt was trying to drag him to hell last week? You know? <laughs> um, but I, I always, always support Sephiroth. Uh, the fact that he's getting flagged for defending the WWE at this thing kind of shows how shallow wrestling fans are right now. Because that's the thing. We have a new company in AEW, and right now we're in the phase where AEW could do no wrong, and we're just going to support everything that AEW does, and everything that WWE does right now is wrong. So if you say anything bad, or if you're defending the WWE from idiotic complaints on social media that have no nuance or substance to it, oh, you're just a shill. I always love that argument from the people that just hate every single thing that WWE does. God forbid an employee who works for the WWE actually stands up for their own product and they're proud to be part of the company. Oh, that makes them a shill. Because it doesn't fit the Brian Alvarez's narratives of the world. You know, whatever, dude. <laughs> um, I can't stand it, dude. I I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I know a lot of you like Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, and I know a lot of these shows get their ratings off of dirt sheet content and rumors and speculations, but, you know, just as a fan of wrestling and fan of audio, I'm tired of hearing their voices. Brian Alvarez sounds like a nine-year-old uh, jealous girl, and Dave Meltzer, I'm, I'm not even going to get into it, it's too early for me to go off on Dave Meltzer. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about NWA Power. Uh, by the way, make sure to subscribe to NWA YouTube channel because that's where you can find these shows right now. Joe Galley and Jim Cornette are doing a very good job on commentary from what I've seen the last two episodes. Really like the presentation, like I said last week. Um, uh, this week we got to see Cole Cabana, Mr. Anderson, and uh, Eric Stevens, formerly known as Damian Sandow, on the show which, this week, which was pretty cool. By the way, you heard the uh, um, last week, we heard the awesome promo from Nick Aldis. Uh, thinking back, uh, taking a step back and thinking about the promo that Nick Aldis did last week, I really think that's the best wrestling promo that I heard from any wrestling company this year. And I'm not saying that for hyperly reasons. I really do believe it. I think Nick's all this is promo was that good. If you haven't seen it, make sure to go check it out on the NWA YouTube channel. It's really, really good. Um, and, and, and NWA Power is a lot of fun. I really like the style of their show. Uh, you know, getting to see new stars like Ricky Starks, which was pretty cool. Uh Getting to see Trevor Murdoch wrestle again was pretty cool. Uh, you had Eddie Kingston and Homicide go against the Wild Cards for the NWA World Tag Team Championship. And then they had this kind of cool old school sit-down interview with Nick Aldis and Camille. Holy, by the way, Camille, smoking hot. I'm just going to throw that out there really quick. And no, I, I'm not just a blonde guy because I know I, I just said a couple of minutes ago that Alexa Bliss is the sexiest woman on earth, and I, I'm not hiding from that fact. But Camille is freaking hot too. Holy shit, man! <laughs> um, yeah, I, her her pairing with Nick Aldis is really good. It's uh, I like what they're doing so far. I don't know about Joe Galley kind of being like the I'm, I want to say dicky but douchey. Uh, broadcast journalist he's trying to play on air is Joe Galley a heel like I, we need to know this stuff <laughs> I'm not opposed to Jim Cornette being the heel because everybody knows what a Jim Cornette heel promo sounds like you know that <laughs> he fits perfectly as a heel 
He's a natural heel, after all. I mean, uh, I don't know if Joe Galley is the heel I want to hear on my commentary team, but that's just my point of view. Uh, so, I again, I've really enjoyed what I've seen so far from uh, NWA. It's a lot of fun. It, it is a lot of fun. Uh, really quick, let me th- step back and take a swig of water for the working man. All right, back. Let's get into uh, Impact Wrestling. And this Sunday, Impact Wrestling will be having Bound for Glory from the Odium in Villa Park, Illinois. Hopefully one of these days, an outside non-WWE company will actually have a pay-per-view in the actual Chicago area. Not Villa Park or Hoffman Estates, Tony Khan. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, I want to go over the card and make some predictions really quick for Bound for Glory. Because Impact Wrestling has been doing a lot of good stuff recently. And obviously I've been pumping up their uh, move to Access TV, which will start in fruition in October uh, 29th, which is going to be a Tuesday Tuesdays, uh, 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time, which makes it 8 to 10 out in the East Coast. Impact Wrestling will be on Access TV for you to enjoy. Also, we got Bound for Glory Team, uh, my bad, Impact Wrestling's biggest pay-per-view of the year. And I'm going to give you some predictions for that show right now. So, start off with the North, uh, putting their Impact World Tag Team titles on the line against Rich Swan and Willie Mack and Rob Van Dam and Rhino. This should be a fun match. Uh, I do see the North retaining here. Uh, you have the Call Your Shot Gauntlet match where the winner could uh, choose a championship match of any of their choice. Um, you know what? And, and here's the thing. They haven't really announced who's going to be in this particular Gauntlet match. But if it was me, I would probably have... Man, it, it, man, I'm trying to figure out who would be the right person to win that gauntlet match. Because his thing is, is this going to be a regular gauntlet match where you just have pitfalls and uh, just like that? Or is that going to be a battle royal? I have no idea. I really don't. If it was me, I'd probably have Michael Elgin win it. But that's just my choice. <laughs> uh, Jake Chris against Tessa Blanchard against Daga against Ace Austin against uh, the winner of Rohit Raju and Sabu this week on Impact on Twitch. Uh, this will be a, fa- a, f- a five-way intergender ladder match for the Impact X Division Championship. I have Tessa Blanchard actually becoming your brand new X Division Champion, so that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, I have Ty Valkyrie retain her knockout title over to Neil Dashwood. Uh, I'm not opposed to the match. I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun and stuff, but... I don't know. I I don't know if the crowd is actually buying into Tina Dashwood yet. I'm just seeing a lot of buzz for her recently, which is kind of odd in a way. But anyways, uh, I have Ty Valkyrie retaining her uh, knockout championship. Uh, next, we have the Rascals against Dr. Wagner Jr., Aerostar, and Taurus. Uh, this is a trios match. This could be a lot of fun, a lot of high spots, and that's this and that. Uh, I have the Rascals winning that one. Um... Another match here, Michael Elgin against Naomichi Marafuji. Got Michael Elgin winning that one. Kent Shamrock against Moose. Kent Shamrock. Um, man, I, I don't know about the match. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll give I'll give Impact this. They're they're going all out with this. They're not they're not hiding away from this. I haven't seen a lot of criticisms for this feud or ever. I just don't know if Kent Shamrock can actually get it done. I don't know. <laughs> It looks in great shape when I saw him a couple weeks ago on Impact, but him and Moose, we'll see how it goes. You know, I hope they steal the show. How about that? Uh, Let's keep the positive energy going. Uh, I do have Ken Shabrock defeating Moose, and then finally, Brian Cage against Sammy Callahan for the Impact World Championship. As much as I want Sammy Callahan to win the title, and I really do. I really do. And I'm a big Brian Cage fan, too, by the way, so this is not a slight towards uh, Brian. I do think Brian will retain the Impact World title, and it'll keep uh, feuding towards the end of the year. Uh, so I'll go with Brian Cage to retain his Impact World title. Support Impact Wrestling, folks. They've been doing a lot of good stuff, like I said. I Their pay-per-views have been on point this year. Obviously, Cyberverse, the last one they did, was uh, one of the best pay-per-views of the year. And um wouldn't expect anything less uh, for this Sunday uh, in Villa Park at the Odium. So I'm bummed out that I'm not able to go to this show. But uh, for those who are going, go have a wonderful time, guys. And um, make some noise. <laughs> Jeez. 
Uh, so uh, go check out Impact Wrestling. They're doing some good shit. Uh, let's transition to New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is uh, the time for the Pro Wrestling Report. Uh, time to talk about uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling and King of Pro Wrestling that happened this past Monday uh, at Sumo Hall. Uh, Kota Ibushi is still holding the rights to the main event of Wrestle Kingdom 14 as he defeated Evil uh, in a wonderful match. Also, you had a match with... Um, there's a lot of good matches, actually. Unfortunately, John Moxley got stripped out of the IWGP United States Heavyweight title due to the horrible weather stuff that's going out there in Japan. By the way, I hope you guys are go uh hope those out there our listeners in Japan are uh safe and are in a good situation and condolences to anybody that were affected by those typhoons and the natural the natural weather disasters that are going out there in Japan right now. So um yeah, there are a lot of wrestlers who were unable to attend the show due to the weather and stuff out there in Japan, which sucks. Uh, it was originally supposed to be John Moxley against Juice Robinson in a no DQ match for the U.S. title. Lance Archer ended up replacing John Moxley, and Lance Archer is your brand new IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion. And uh, that was a fun match with him and Juice Robinson. Uh, another fun one. Um, you had Ishii Kenta. No, you had Ishii Goto and Hashi uh, against Goto. No, damn it, why I got it wrong? It's Ishii, Goto, and Hashi. Chaos against Bull Club, uh, Jay White, Tomohiro Ishii, and uh, Yushiro Takahashi. Six-man tag match. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and then you had... Uh, I, one of my favorite matches of the show was uh, El Phantasmo against uh, Will Ospreay for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. That match went about 27 minutes. Uh, that match was fucking insane. And then, how can I forget, obviously, the main event, Okada against Sonata. You know, <laughs> these guys uh, are awesome, man. I, I, I've seen this match a lot recently for New Japan when it comes to these two, and maybe these two can have a break from each other, but... Uh, every time they step in the ring with each other, whether it was a New Japan show, uh, no, whether it was a G1 show or a side uh, event show, you know, these guys are ripping it up and they're kicking ass too. And it's just a lot of fun to watch. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, King of Pro Wrestling. If you haven't watched it yet, please go check it out on uh, New Japan World or anywhere you get your uh, wrestling uh, videos at. Uh, oh, how can I forget this? Liger and Suzuki finally fought each other, and that was a war. <laughs> that match was a lot of fun. Suzuki did end up beating up Liger. Uh, Liger's on his retirement tour, as he's about to call it a career uh, after 30 years in the professional wrestling business. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else that I forgot on this show. Um, I don't think I did. Nope. Um, real quick, I'm, I'm going to go over some of the matches that's going to be taking place at uh, Power Struggle. That's the next big show before uh, New Japan gets ready for Wrestle Kingdom 14. So let me pull that up really quick. Uh, like I said, New Japan, um, you know, you can get the shows on New Japan World. You know, enjoy their product for what it is. Uh, their next show will be in Osaka, November 3rd, Power Struggle, which will feature the end of the uh, Super Junior Tag League Tournament. Uh, yeah, a couple matches already announced for the show. Uh, Hiroki Goto will be going after JY in the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, so that, that'll be a fun match. The match I'm probably looking forward to the most for Power Struggle is Ishii against Kenta as a never openweight title match. Naito against Taichi, and then a special tag match, Yoshihashi and Okada against Kota Ibushi and Hiroshi Tanahashi. My god. Shit's about to go down, man. Shit's about to go down. Uh, so, that's Power Struggle, and that's your pro wrestling report right there with New Japan Pro Wrestling, and, um... Again, I really enjoy what's going on right now. Just all around the world of professional wrestling. You know, we, today, uh, after I've done recording the show, we'll get into uh, NXT UK, who's celebrating its one-year anniversary as a show. Um, <laughs> so NXT UK, it's been awesome. Grizzly Young Veterans, uh, Tony Storm. I need I need Killer Kelly on the show more, though. Uh, Walter... 
Uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews are putting their tag titles on the line today against uh, Gallus. Uh, so that should be a fun match. Uh, getting to see the beautiful Il Dawn. Uh, <laughs> uh, that should be a lot of fun. So I, I'm excited to see where things are going with that. Anyways, let's get into it. Let's wrap up the show this week talking about AEW versus NXT or a week week three. Um, I made the choice this week to start watching NXT first before AEW, and think I think I'm going to do this as the months go by. As as maybe two weeks, I'll start AEW for NXT, and then the other two weeks to wrap up the month, I'll start NXT before AEW. Um, it's a little, I, I wanted to give it a shot yesterday to see how my perspective would be if I started NXT first as opposed to AEW. And again, it didn't affect how I viewed both shows, you know? Now, what, here's the question, right? Here's the question. Who won the, uh, the show? Who, what was the best show last night? NXT or AEW? I thought NXT was better than AEW. I thought they were starting to get to the storylines well and more quicker than AEW was. And I thought the matches were better too. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, I mean, Aperium against um, Danny Burch and Only Lorcan was fucking awesome. Uh, seeing Tommaso Ciampa back in the ring, I thought that was good. You know, they got the storyline where Undisputed Era is trying to get under William Regal's skin, and they're pissed, and they're going to try to ruin everything about NXT. Uh, Roderick Strong interfered with the Keith Lee Dominic Dijakovic match, which was a lot of fun. And then uh, Regal announced that Strong will be putting his title on the line against both. Uh, Lee and uh, Dijakovic next week in a triple threat match, so that should be pretty interesting. Um, what else? Uh, Matt Riddle and Bross Reed. For being a five-minute match, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Uh, Finn Balor should be starting getting his stuff going on in a couple weeks, so I'm curious to see where that goes. Uh, you had Real Ripley, and I, I here's the thing I want to give credit to NXT. I think they've done a really good job trying to make every woman in the division stand out with their promos and wanting to vie for Shayna, Bla- uh, Shayna Baszler's uh, NXT uh, Women's Championship. I, I've, I've, I've enjoyed from what I've seen so far for the NXT Women's Division, and everybody in the division is gunning for the title, as, it, as that should be the case. And then you had the main event, Pete Dunne against Damian Priest, which was insane. Uh, <laughs> uh, great showcase match for Damian Priest. I don't know if that's the first time he main evented an NXT episode, but um, him and Pete Dunne ripped it up, man. Uh, if you haven't seen NXT this week, go watch Pete Dunne and Damian Priest. It's probably the best match I've seen this week so far. And then you go into AEW, and you're uh, pumping up the inner circle. You have uh, Santana Ortiz have a regular match against uh, Alex Reynolds and John Silver, which is okay. Uh, you got the start of the AEW Tag Team Tournament. I guess the Lucha Brothers are going to be heels now. I wasn't sure if that was uh, made to be clarified yet, but... Uh, I only have one complaint so far as far as the in-ring stuff with AEW, and that's how they go about... Uh, the referee discretion thing, you know? I don't know. I, I want to give you guys thoughts on this as I'm trying to say this the right way. Do you have? Do you feel like AEW behind the scenes are trying to do everything they can to appease the people that constantly complain about the WWE on Twitter every week? I don't know. Maybe I pay attention to commentary too closely at times. I really, Maybe I do. <laughs> like... <sighs> Listen to the shows, right? Watch AEW. Do, do you notice that they're trying to go out of their way to make sure that everything that you don't like about WWE is showcased on the show? Does that resonate with you? For example, JR pointing out that AEW is a place for uh, tag team wrestling. Uh, we take uh, tag team wrestling seriously because supposedly WWE does it, right? Uh... The stuff with the referee distraction, uh, discretion and the referee. How, how, by the way, how can you break up a walls of Jericho in a street fight? Everybody's complaining about that damn hell in the cell finish with a referee stoppage. But no complaints <laughs> for the walls of Jericho being broken up because the guy put his hand on the bottom rope. 
And the referee's trying to do a force break. What? I was talking about this earlier uh, today, right? On the on the show with the selective bitching. It amazed me how quiet wrestling Twitter was when it came to that. How the hell you break up a submission in a street fight? What? Oh, man. The double standards with wrestling fans these days continues to amaze me. Holy shit. Um... All right, let's talk about the positives. Uh, best friends against SU. I thought it was a really good match. Uh, John Boxley and uh, Pac. I want to keep calling him Neville, but I, if, if Pac, I don't know. I, I don't know about you guys. I prefer the Neville name more than Pac. I don't know. Does that make me a bad fan? I don't know. Uh, anyways, uh, Pac and Moxley had an awesome match with Kenny Omega and um, Hangman Page. Uh, by the way, if you haven't seen Kenny Omega against Joey Janela in, the, in their lifestyle match from AEW Dark this week, go check that out, too. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, that was a really good tag match. I think that match almost went 20 minutes or so, and uh, John Moxley turns back on Pac. I'm trying to figure out who's the bad guy in this John Moxley-Kenny Omega feud, you know? Like... Are we just going to go gray area with Kenny Omega and John Moxley? I'm not opposed to that. I just want to know, like, who's the ba- who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. No, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. And then, um, you know, I really enjoyed the uh, Cody Rhodes train vignette thing. You know, they kind of did that in the past with, with the Road to So-and-So show. Uh it, let's let's not fool ourselves, folks. <laughs> AEW is about trying to make Cody Rose a bigger star than what he already thinks he is. Uh, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's your company. Do what you want. <laughs> but I really think Cody Rose is trying to put himself on a level of Triple H where he's the biggest uh, attraction of the show. He has the biggest entrances. He has the biggest match times. He has... Uh, the main event against uh, Chris Jericho at full gear. You know, it's AEW starring Cody Rhodes from what I've seen so far the last couple weeks on Dynamite. And again, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Do do what you want. It's your own company. <laughs> and I like Cody Rhodes. Now, do I think he is awesome as a lot of people make him out to me? No, but I don't think he's bad either. So... um uh, again, I, I really like the, the train package they did. You know, you had comments from DDP, you had comments from Brandy, FJF, uh, you know, Tony Schiavone was on there. I think Jim Ross is on there too. So they're pumping up this Cody Rhodes matches uh, taking place in Baltimore, uh, November 9th for full gear. Cody Rhodes against Chris Jericho for the AEW World Title. Speaking of the AEW World Title, uh, that leads us to the main event. Chris Jericho against Darby Allen in a Philadelphia street fight. Uh, first off, I thought this match didn't have enough time for it, but for what it was, it was pretty entertaining. I I, I enjoyed the Chris Jericho Darby Allen match. Uh, Darby Allen's an awesome performer. He's one of the guys that stand out the most to me when it comes to AEW. By the way, I, I'm gonna be bad for saying this. I forgot about Riho and Britt Baker. That was a good match, too. So I want to give a shout-out to those ladies. They did a really good job at that women's title match. Back to the main event. I I really enjoy watching Darby Allen wrestle. I, I like his character. I like what he's been doing so far. Um, I'm, I'm not surprised, obviously, Jericho retained. Um, I just thought it was odd. How the hell do you break up a Walls of Jericho in a street fight but nobody complains about it on Twitter. Not at least to the level of what it was at the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view a couple weeks ago. And again, I just don't know why wrestling fans have double, double standards. But that's something that we'll have to figure out down the road. <laughs> anyway, so again, NXT and AEW. Good week of programming again for both shows. I prefer NXT this week as opposed to AEW. But uh, again, both... Good shows. Support NXT. NXT uh, support AEW. Support all pro wrestling companies. And make sure to support Impact Wrestling this weekend. They can, re- they can really use the buzz going into their show on Access TV. And I think Bob for Glory is going to be awesome. And then before you know it, will be full gear. And then after that, it's going to be Survivor Series. So <laughs> I feel like I'm in a... 
I'm on, I feel like I'm on a world tour that's never going to end <laughs> with pro wrestling when it comes to transcribing these shows and stuff. Like, there's so much wrestling going on, and I'm trying my best to take that all in and uh, reflect it back to you guys here on air. So, uh, real quick, I just want to say thank you guys so much for taking time out of your schedule to enjoy the shows and what we've been producing so far. And, um, you know, coming on here to talk to you guys for about an hour or so. Uh, every week and uh, let you guys know what I like and maybe what I didn't like in pro wrestling and uh, go for there. So uh, I want to thank you guys so much for checking out episode 177 of the Hoots Podcast. I'm on Twitter at the Hoots Podcast. Uh, make sure to follow me on Instagram at JoshLopez94 at JoshLopezMusic. Please leave us a four or five star rating if you could. It can really help us expand the reach of the show. And uh, make sure to bookmark ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com as well. So, hope you you guys have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy Bound for Glory. I'll be back here next week to recap it. And if you ever have any questions for me, uh, any questions, suggestions, constructive feedback for this show, I'm all open ears. You can hit me up on social media and we can talk there. So, hope you guys have a wonderful weekend, good brothers and good sisters. I love you guys, and we'll talk to you next week right here on the Hoots Podcast. Tweet my displeasure. That's right, I'm going to jump on social media and I'm going to tweet about it until my fingers bleed. I might even send an Instagram or a Vine. That's right, and on that tweet, in that tweet, in however many characters I get, I am going to threaten. That's right, if I don't get what I want, I'm going to riot. And, And if that doesn't work... And by God, me and my friend Mark, we're going to stop watching. That's right. A lot of our guys, unfortunately, listen to uh, the people on the Internet, who the the so-called, you know, the so-called experts who've never laced up a pair of boots. Good or bad, the Internet? Uh, The ones that call themselves experts and, you know, and have all these... You know, the cures for the ailments of our business, you know what, I think they're a big joke. And the people that, that buy into this, you know, they're only smart because of what we let them be smart to. But you listen to them, and they've got all the answers, and this guy needs to be put. Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. Talk to him. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. Please. All right. Fuck you. And this is this is my biggest problem with uh, the the so-called fans and stuff like that. Like they 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 have these words in their lexicon that they read on the internet from some someone else, from like Meltzer or something like that, and they use them out of context. They have they have no idea what it means. You know what I mean? And I I actually uh, I, I said this to one of our writers one time. They said something like, "Oh, and then you're going to do this, and then you're going to get heat." And I said, "Stop! No, no, that's not how it." I said, "You don't even know what that word means." You have no idea what that word means. And these people run around and they're like, oh, he doesn't need to do this. And Paul Bear, you know, is disrespectful and it's just cheap heat. And it's, it's, it's not. You don't, know what, you don't know what heat is. You don't know what cheap heat is. Shut the fuck up and watch the show. Well said. Thank you. You could take any one of those, those people and you could give them, you can give them the, the position of Booker and they would lose their mind. Everyone loves being negative. Everyone loves, ah, they shouldn't have done that. Punk came back too soon. They do that. And it's just like, shut up and enjoy it. You know, like, and I, yeah, I know sometimes it gets really, really bad. And, and, and then you can be vocal about that. But it's just like nobody lets anything play out. They forget. It's like they almost forget that there's a there's going to be a raw next week. Mm-hmm.